Storm. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Grave danger lies ahead, my dear friends. And yours truly is coming off of his sickbed from COVID in order to plead a major cause to our listeners and to the world. I hope you will hear with patience and understanding here today on Viewpoint. Viewpoint still does determine destiny. Our viewpoints do determine destiny. And oftentimes we don't realize what our viewpoints really are. We're so confused so confused by news, so confused by developments that seem to be disconnected, so confused by ideas that are presented to us that oftentimes seem realistic and then other times seem so unrealistic. On the other hand, we're confused particularly because we do not understand the greater picture that lies ahead. We do not understand the context in which things are developing. Fortunately, God, in his mercy, has given us an understanding of that context if we're willing to understand and to hear and heed it. And so today on Viewpoint, we're going to attempt to connect the dots once again with regard to the developments that are taking place in our country, and particularly with regard to the insidious uh, events of the last several days. According to Alan Bergstein, who happens to be a, an editorial writer for the New York Jewish Voice. He's a Korean War veteran and a Jewish activist who is president of the Judeo-Christian Republican Club of Palm Beach, California, excuse me, Palm Beach County, Florida, has written a piece stating this. I want you to listen very, very carefully to his words. Coming from a Jewish man, He would have more right and authority and insight to say these things than perhaps a Gentile would. He says, mark the date in your memory, August 8th, 2022. It will be recorded in history as the crystal knot of American democracy. It was a sad day for all patriotic Americans as our former independent federal law enforcement agencies, the FBI and the Justice Department, now officially, both under the singular control of the Democratic Party, raided the home of former President Trump and confiscated all his personal data. They operated as agents of a radical political party, the Democrat Party, to begin the process of incriminating Trump and thereby preventing his run for office in 2024. All of the formerly independent federal agencies, Homeland Security, The IRS and the Justice Department are now an essential militant part of a totalitarian fascist government that dominates and is willing and able to prosecute any of us who stray from the paths of the Democrat Party. Freedom to speak, act, and think, as is guaranteed under the Constitution, is now gone. And that goes for loyal Democrats as well. Never before in American history has a former president been falsely, 
maliciously targeted, investigated, singled out, labeled, libeled, even when he was in office, as treasonous to the country. Each and every individual supporting this current administration is part of the battering ram that has led to the destruction of the pillars of freedom we once appreciated and lived under that are now gone. Prior to the actions of our national government on August 8th, such behavior was limited to nations like Venezuela, Cuba, Communist Russia, Iran, China, and other dictator-run banana republics that we all rightfully denounced and repudiated. We have now embraced this fascist behavior, and we will all be doomed by such actions. No one will be able to escape the bonds of dictatorship which we are now spreading among our national leaders. We are all doomed to be victims of what is becoming a one-party system in control of every facet of our lives. May God have mercy on us all. Kristallnacht, August 8th, 2022. Kristallnacht, not a joyful time in the history of Germany or the history of the Jewish people. Similarly, by analogy, this Jewish man is saying we are in deep, deep trouble. Now, why is it that we're in such deep, deep trouble? We hear all kinds of talking heads. We hear all kinds of information, some confusing, some adding to the confusion, others seeming to perform information that uh, certainly grabs our attention and so on. But in reality, none of it, absolutely none of it leads to anything except. Except an understanding of the motivation behind it all. That's what we need to talk about here on Viewpoint Today. The motivation behind it all is not just about a Democrat Party or Republican Party. It's about something far bigger than that. Something far bigger. Something historic, but also prophetic. And therein lies the problem, because nobody wants to talk about it or even seems to be able to talk about it. People are afraid. News people are afraid. They're afraid to say things that other people might accuse them of as being conspiratorial. A conspiracy theorist, for instance. Even the obvious facts cannot be spoken of for fear. And yet the same news agencies will tell you that we're not fearful or afraid. It's not true. It's absolutely not true. They're all intimidated to fear. But why is that? What is the greater picture that's going on here? That's what we want to focus on here today on Viewpoint. And so I welcome you aboard. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And before we go into the depths of this, 
let's go into just a little bit of the information related to how this event at Mar-a-Lago took place. It has to do with a judge, Bruce Reinhardt. Bruce Reinhardt now is considered by many to be one of the more corrupt judges in America. When you go back and look at his history, when you go back and look at who he is as a person, you find he is exactly the kind of person the Department of Justice would want to go to to try to get their agenda accomplished. It's called forum shopping. Finding somebody who's as corrupt as you are that will get the job done. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismeyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Judge Bruce Reinhardt, U.S. Magistrate Judge for the Southern District of Florida, signed off on the warrant to raid Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago on Monday night. Mr. Reinhardt had previously left his position as a U.S. attorney to represent clients in Epstein's orbit. That's right. According to the Miami Herald, Herald, Reinhardt was hired on January 2nd, 2008 to represent accomplices of Jeffrey Epstein, who would later go on to receive federal immunity for allegedly traveling underage girls. In fact, Reinhardt admitted to the Miami Herald that he had represented Epstein's pilots, his scheduler, Sharon Keller, Kellen, and Nadia Markanaka. Markanova, who Epstein once reportedly described as his Yugoslavian sex slave. These were among Epstein's lieutenants, who were granted immunity as part of the controversial 2007 deal with federal prosecutors that allowed Epstein to plead guilty to state charges rather than federal crimes. This is the man, the judge, who was involved as a lawyer in assisting Epstein's co-conspirators. Reinstein was later named as a civil lawsuit in a civil lawsuit by two of Epstein's victims, who accused Reinhardt of violating Department of Justice policies by switching sides in the middle of the Epstein investigation, suggesting he had spilled inside information about the probe to build favor with Epstein. Reinhardt denied that he did any actions considered unethical or improper. Two years later, however, 
Reinhardt's former supervisors at the U.S. Attorney's Office filed a court paper that stated, while Bruce E. Reinhardt was an assistant U.S. attorney, he learned confidential, non-public information about the Epstein matter. But that's not all. You were to go to Mr. Epstein's website, Facebook, you would find his outrageous hatred of Donald Trump. This is the man that the Department of Justice would seek out to do their bidding to sign off on a warrant that otherwise they probably could not have obtained in order to do the most skulldudgerous business ever, perhaps, in the history of the country. But why? Why is all this taking place? That's the real issue. Who is trying to overthrow the United States government? Is it the people who rose up on January 6th and said, we're, un, we're, we're not going to put up with any more of this kind of uh, deception and nonsense and the destruction and interference with our elections? Were those the people that were seeking to destroy the government? Or, on the other hand, is it people working within the government who are seeking to destroy the aspects of the government that they despise in order to reform indeed reset the government of the United States and therefore the government of the world that's what we're really looking at are we actually looking at an insurrection or are we looking at a kind of unique coup coming from within government sources where the power rests in order to compel every man, woman, and child to succumb to a whole new globalist agenda. That's what we're looking at here today on Viewpoint. We've talked about this going back to, uh, well, actually, we've talked about this for a good six years now on this program. People have heard it. They said, yes, but, yeah, that sounds interesting. Some have said, yes, I think you're, you're onto something. Just yesterday, in having to cancel out our breakfast in Massachusetts for this weekend and several speaking engage, engagements, I contacted the pastor of one of the churches, and he said, Chuck, I just finished listening to your program concerning what's happening in, with Russia and Ukraine and what's happening with regard to uh, what you're calling the resurrected Roman Empire and so on. He said, it was so fascinating. I said, yes, because it's part of the bigger picture. It's part of the biblical picture of these times 
and people just do not understand it. There's a kind of resonating passion in my voice here today. I came on the air live today at some risk to my voice, but I felt absolutely compelled to help God's people understand amid all that's going on, the deception. It's just heartbreaking, friends. Heartbreaking to see what's happening. Now, I want to uh, take us to my book, Antichrist. How to Identify the Coming Imposter. There is a chapter in that book called Globalism, the Anti-Gospel. And I want to share some excerpts from that particular chapter with you. We've done this before, but we're going to do it again because it's so necessary to understand the dynamics of what is taking place right now. August 8th and days following. This is a choreographed event in the panoply of history and prophecy. To not understand that is to be completely blinded, blindsided, led astray, deceived, and therefore unable to live by faith because your trust will have been so shattered as it is already. Trust is shattered, friends. Trust in the most essential, depended, dependent institutions of the United States of America that were supposedly the model of the world have now become the mockery to the world. And it's all being willing to be sacrificed on the altar of globalism. Are you listening? Everything that was good, everything that was honorable, everything that was holy, everything that was just, everything that was pure, everything that was of good report, is willing to be sacrificed now on the altar of a world government. You talk about somebody engaged in insurrection. Is this almost not more like a governmental coup to completely take over the existing government of the United States under color of law? and turn it into something that is radically contrary to the very constitution upon which it stands? Now, the date was September 11th, 1990. U.S. President George Herbert Walker Bush, a Republican, stood before a joint session of Congress, a fresh wind of patriotism blowing across the country, seemingly, and here 
are his words. The 41st president of the United States. The crisis in the Persian Gulf, as grave as it is, offers a rare opportunity to move forward an historic period of cooperation. Out of these troubled times, he said, a new world order can emerge. A new era, freer from the threat of terror, stronger in the pursuit of justice, and more secure in the quest of peace. Well, the new world order declared President George H.W. Bush, he said, was struggling to be born. The opportunity that he so eagerly desired to seize was the building of a new world order. And over 200 times, that senior President Bush declared this new world order during his administration. It was historic. It was as if the world had become pregnant, and the president of its reigning superpower, a Republican, was deputized to announce the conception long thought to be but the rantings of conspiracy theorists. But the gestation period wasn't given. The birth would come in the fullness of time. Heaven's prophetic time and Satan's false gospel hour to seduce the world. It would be man's glorious gospel of salvation, self-salvation, of utopian peace, and of global safety without the God of creation and his biblical revelation. A substitute God would be prepared, designed democratically, without dogma or doctrine offensive to a multicultural, religious, pluralistic world intent on global unity. The scriptures had warned, when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But such warnings, however dire, are deemed unworthy in the face of such lofty ambitions as a global order of unprecedented peace and prosperity. And 11 years later, the then Prime Minister of Britain, Tony Blair, could barely contain his enthusiasm. He delivered what some called the most important speech of his career, causing one member of Parliament to remark he spoke as if he were President of the world. And here's what he said. This is the moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. Let us reorder this world around us. This was the spirit of globalism. The spirit of anti-God government. Emerging now in these end times, beginning in 1990, right before the Lord spoke to my heart as a trial attorney there in California at the height of my career, saying, Son, you've been pleading the cause of men long enough. I want you to plead my cause in the land as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation in America's greatest crisis hour here on the near edge of the second coming. And so we have been watching watching, watching the trajectory. We saw Bill Clinton moving forward with his globalist agenda, a consummate globalist. We also 
began to see this taking place with regard to uh, Barack Hussein Obama, a consummate globalist, so much a consummate globalist that Der Spiegel magazine in Germany actually featured him on the front cover actually featured him on the front cover with a halo over his head called Messiah Factor, declaring him, shall we say, the secular savior of the world. This emerging globalism is being forged out of a multitude of what I call prevalent isms in our world. The most significant of these are science-isms, social-isms, political-isms, and religious-isms, with the ultimate goal of unprecedented material-ism. America as known must be defeated, they say. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a For Pastors Only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, Prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. We're looking at something terrifying in the face of the history of mankind, in the face of the history of freedom and hope and justice for all. When Abraham Lincoln mentioned that America was the last best hope of Earth. He was not kidding. America was not a perfect place. Obviously, America had to go through a horrific civil war in order to cleanse itself from its national sin. Abraham Lincoln was well aware of that. But he also recognized the goodness, the underlying stability, purpose of the country. He understood his heritage going back to 1607 in Jamestown, Virginia, and in 1620 in Massachusetts Bay Colony, in 1630 with a godly attorney by the name of John Winthrop who ushered four boatloads of Puritans over to these shores and before landing penned what some historians have agreed was the most important, clear-stated expression of the American vision ever penned. That vision, friends, is despised by current leadership in the United States of America, particularly the Democrat Party. 
absolutely despised. God is despised. Jesus Christ is despised. The only current vision and hope within the Democrat Party in the United States is godless government. In other words, the rule of man. That leads inevitably to the conviction that globalism is the only hope for the world. Hence, what we're looking at now is the final efforts, final efforts to usher in the one world government that the Bible prophesied, that the prophet Daniel prophesied, as the resurrected Roman Empire that would rule the world with an iron fist, not with freedom, not with liberty, but with an iron fist, making godlike promises to the people like peace and security, having all of your needs met. Does it not sound familiar? Does it not sound like the Great Reset being promised? Why do you think that Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum, declared that Joe Biden was basically his man to usher in the Great Reset. Why do you think that John Kerry, Joe Biden's so-called economy, not economy, but uh, environmental czar, why do you think he said that this is all going to take place much more rapidly than you can possibly imagine. What did they know? What do they know? What do they believe? And what have they set in motion in order to accomplish this ultimate, final, global government that is not a conspiracy theory but a confrontive truth? It's the gospel of global government and the unification of the world secularly described as globalism. Now, let's apply that, <clears throat> what we've been talking about, to the facts that are before us. We know that every single effort has been made to destroy a man by the name of Donald J. Trump. Trump is not God. Nowhere near. Neither are you. Neither am I. 
Trump was a man who was willing to set aside his vast wealth, a very comfortable life, the likes of which the majority of humankind could not even imagine. He was willing to set it all aside. And with his family, to represent you and represent me as a country in the context of what he perceived to be the greatest assault on our country in its history. And he appealed to the American people, and they understood his appeal because they were feeling exactly what he was translating to them. Did he do the greatest job of that? Always? No. Did we enjoy his tweets? No. People don't enjoy yours either. But he spoke the truth. And that's what he was hated for. But what was the truth that he was hated for? This is what people just don't get. The number one truth that he spoke that was hated for was he was intent on making America great again. Now, there are many things that are implicit in those words. Also, the idea that Abraham Lincoln said, America's the last best hope of earth. In other words, in terms of governments, in terms of the hope of governments on this planet, America was the best. But there's an entire group that has developed over the past 40, 50 years that does not agree with that. The Bill Clintons of the world the Hillary Clintons of the world, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, the Barack Obama's of the world, the Joe Biden's of the world. They have a completely, completely radically different view. They don't do it. They don't believe in the foundational principles of our country. They think they can do better because they have rejected the God who made and preserved us a nation and are replacing him with their own viewpoints. So Donald Trump said, we're here to make America great again. You'll notice also in the context of his statements continually, he focused back on God and Jesus Christ boldly. They hated him for it. But what they hated him for the most was that his campaign and his presidency so interrupted and interfered with their intent to bring about the final global 
government that they had been waiting for, had been putting into place for years. They said, we are not going to put up with this man again. We are not going to do anything that will allow him to run again. We're going to keep him from office. We're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to file false uh, reports against him. We're going to impeach him over and over again. We're going to do this, that, or the other. We're going to bring up all kinds of uh, stories about Russian collusion, whatever it takes to destroy him. And these are the people you want to trust? These are the people you want to trust to uh, represent law and justice in our country, friends? No, they are the ones who are perverting justice in the name of law. They are creating a kind of governmental coup to take over the existing underlying spirit of freedom in this country. They despise our Constitution. Now, up till now, we've been looking at this more in the con- in a in a uh, shall we say secular manner. Now let's look at it in a spiritual manner, because ultimately this is about prophecy. Ultimately, this is about biblical prophecy, and God's already told us what was going to happen. And we're seeing it playing out right before our eyes. In my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, the the chapter Globalism, the Anti-Gospel, lays an awful lot of it out right before you. If you do not have this book, you need to read the book. You need to get the book. You need to read the book. I tell you, friends, we are being betrayed. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they loved one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. The spirit of globalism now is circled the earth and is coming full circle now to be implemented in its final uh, effort to secure that 
process in the United States of America being used by the January 6th Commission. The January 6th Commission is not a legitimate commission. They act as if they have the ability to charge people criminally, but they don't. The January 6th Commission exists for one reason, and that is to take down Donald Trump. No other reason. All of the other supposed reasons are just subterfuge. A pretense. Their goal and the reason they continue with all of these uh, subpoenas and all of these uh, seeking out of documents and this, that, or the other, they're in a desperate, desperate, desperate effort to try to find something to stick on Donald Trump to accuse him and try to prevent him from running for office. That's what it's all about. But the bottom line of it is globalism. It's not just about Donald Trump, friends. He just happens to be the figurehead in the midst of this who has offered himself up, shall we say, as a sacrificial lamb to try to protect the last vestiges of hope in this country. He has suffered greatly as a result of it. His family has suffered greatly as a result. Talk about persecution. And the American people, especially Christians and their pastors, don't get it. It's not about politics per se. It's not about Republicans and Democrats, because there are many Republicans who are consummate globalists who are on board with the New World Order, with the Great Reset. Many of them are referred to as rhinos. There's a reason why... Two Republicans were selected by Nancy Pelosi to sit on the January 6th committee. Why? She forum shopped. She chose two people who would say exactly what they want to do. Liz Cheney hates Donald Trump and is a globalist. It's as simple as that. Now, what we're about to see through this high drama with uh, 
20 or 30 federal agents, FBI agents, going after Mar-a-Lago at 6.30 in the morning to put on their show saying that this was the, the most inobtrusive thing that they could possibly do to accomplish their purposes. No, it wasn't. It was all about intimidation and fear and force and threat of force on behalf of a government that has exceeded the scope of its privilege and is using law to destroy. Not to protect, but to destroy and to accomplish ulterior motion, uh, motives and agendas. And what we're talking about now is the final world enterprise. And these leaders in the United States of America that many of you have elected, you are complicit now with their agenda. You are complicit with their agenda. There's no way to get around it. And therefore, if you see that, you must repent. It's not about Democrats and Republicans. It's about truth. It's about whether you align yourself with God's version of history or man's version of history. That is, Satan's version of history. You have to decide. Now, interestingly, Israel herself is continuing to search to be like all the other nations. God said, you're not going to be like the other nations. Israel says, no, yeah, but we want to be like the other nations. We want to be included among them. Despite God's declaration, you shall not be reckoned among the nations. So now they seek inclusion in the European Union have been received in the Mediterranean Union, having rejected her Messiah, she continues to proclaim, we have no king but Caesar, trusting the proffered shalom, that is security and prosperity of man's globalistic systems, rather than her Savior's sacrifice. Now, America, by comparison, as a Gentile, New Canaan has followed the path of Israel, having progressively abandoned the God of her fathers and the fear of the Lord, she now fears man. Having lost actual trust in the Creator, she desperately clings to a motto, In God We Trust, that has become little more than a faded symbol and an empty mantra. The God who made and preserved the nation had set her apart from all other nations. And now, in growing fear, America seeks to wed herself to their pagan global enterprise for supposed shalom, security, and prosperity. Both Jew and Gentile, 
God has concluded them all in unrighteousness, now in unbelief. <coughs> Nature abhors a vacuum, friends. When our genuine trust in God and his word wanes, Satan is quick to interject an alternative, inevitably shifting our focus from authentic, genuine faith to a fleshly counterfeit. Israel, as with the West and the Western Gentile Church, suffers from acute spiritual anemia. We are wide open for Satan's final spiritual deception. It has been well designed to entrap both Jew and Gentile, and its final manifestation is soon to be revealed for those who have an eye to see. Enter the Antichrist the imposter. That's what you can look forward to, friends. That's what this is all about. Satan is making his final moves. You don't necessarily see it that way because it's happening on terra firma. But from God's viewpoint, that is what's happening. And you and I are part of the bigger picture. The question is, what will we do? What will you do? The answer to that question is not political in and of itself. It's spiritual. It may have political ramifications in terms of choices that have to be made. But the ultimate issues are spiritual. The bottom line is trust. Why do you think Satan is doing everything he can to completely erode all trust in American institutions as we've understood them? The protected freedom and justice for all. He wants to shift the trust to him. You don't have a copy of the book, Antichrist? How to Identify the Coming Imposter? $22. It's on our website, saveus.org. $22 on our website, saveus.org. And praise the Lord, as of yesterday, we have received the new book, Messiah. It's not out there officially yet, but it is available to you. This is the ultimate hope, Messiah. But even there, people are going to be so confused and so deceived that they won't even be able to recognize Messiah when he shows up. $22 is that book available to you. You want to get both of these books together? It'll be $7 postage and handling for the combined two of them. Go to our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. You're writing a check at $5 for postage and handling for one book, $7 for the two. Thanks for joining us here today on Viewpoint. 
I thank the Lord that he quickened my voice somehow to be able to communicate to you from the heart how desperate this troubled time really is. There are tears in my eyes, friends, because I see the bigger picture. Don't be suckered in by the pretense of words. Words are very cheap out there, friends. Multiplied words. False words that are not designed to inform, but to trick, to manipulate, and even to coerce. This indeed is America's most dangerous hour. Become a partner with us, I pray. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Do it today, friends. These are very, very challenging times. This is the very season that God has called us for to plead his ultimate cause in the land. And across the world, do you not realize that what is happening here in the United States of America at this very moment is setting the trajectory for the world? Either for Satan or for God? This is a big, big deal, my friends. It's not business as usual. And are you preparing your sons and your daughters for such a time as this? To be able to stand and having to all to stand to stand, have their little loins heard about the truth. I hope so. God bless and be a blessing. been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.